When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stop going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that does not advise anal sex as a treatment for constipation. <laughs> In the off chance that it actually works. <laughs> but what if that's the only thing that works? You know, they get a good doctor, a good sexy doctor to really give it to you. Only your proctologist knows for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, we're not going to talk about God. Or we're going to talk about not God. We're going to talk about atheism. Atheism. Uh, what is it and what it means to us? And I'm excited. Uh, we've talked sexually? about, I'm physically <laughs> sexually excited. Got I'm a, ready to go. Got a God boner. <laughs> a, an anti-God a boner. A not God boner. A scientific boner <laughs> that could be provable <laughs> if measured and studied. <laughs> Unlike God. Um, <laughs> but, first, but first, I would like to say. Okay. Oh, it's still Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. It's how how's everybody how's everybody's Pride doing? Yeah. Asking rhetorical questions. Oh, okay, so we totally missed the boat on this, mostly because we're bad planners. Yep. And and for Pride Month, we are having a rainbow of guests. Yes. Uh, you said that phrase earlier and I loved it. It's beautiful and um yes, we are having lots of different guests on this month to talk about a variety of different subjects. <laughs> Guests every episode. So many guests, they're going to be coming out your ass. (laughs) The most sexually disgusting way of describing this. Yeah, no, we're having guests. I think, is it going to be literally every episode this month? Every episode in June, yep. Which is funny, someone... Which is this month. So, yes, Yes, what you said. Yes, (laughs) yes, confirmed. Yes, we're excited. The uh, LGBT plus community is a smorgasbord of smorgasborders. And yep. we're going to waterboard you. <laughs> I don't know. And we're excited to talk to a lot of different people and with a variety of different backgrounds and interests and things about them that we're going to talk about. And so on this one about atheism, yes. we're going to talk to a friend of the show. That feels like a big like friend. Of, whenever people say that, it's like friend of the show. I don't know. It just feels fancy. Our special relationship. I think, I think we have a special relationship with Sarah from mm-hmm. Sarah Talk Podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so she's gonna. She is a very avid atheist. Yes, um, and also she's trans, and we're yeah. gonna talk to her about atheism. I'm sure um, we're gonna ask her about being trans, and that's a an important topic in our community today. We've been on her show, and she's been on ours. And she and has no, not been on ours. We've been on hers a couple of times, and well, now... you've been on hers twice. There was once where. Um, it was about the election or something, and I was like, "This, Mike, this is a great one for you to talk about because I don't know what is being elected or yeah. whatever." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm really excited to have her on. Yeah, she's like, yeah, being atheist in Florida is like being there's no me- a- atheist. It's like being atheist in Florida. That's the metaphor because it's like so, like you know, out of place for their community. Yep, being atheist in Florida is like being. A Floridian in Florida? Yeah. Nobody's from weird. there. It's like being the Loch Ness monster in outer space. <laughs> like where? Like this isn't where I belong. And like the Loch Ness monster, 
God doesn't exist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right at the bat. Wow. We're getting to it early. Uh, but first? But first, uh, I want to say thank you. Oh, wait. Did we say enough about... So we're having a lot of... Diff- should we say what the topics are in guess or... No, we should leave that a little bit of a surprise. You're always worried about like, what if it doesn't work out? And oh, yeah. What, an if, episode what if we're doing? like, we're having... Uh, like we're having Michael B. Johnson yeah. on the episode and Hillary Clinton will be here next week, everybody. <laughs> and, but and, if it doesn't go through, and then, then her brother dies and we yeah. can't have her on anymore. Does she have a brother who just died like today oh, shit. or yesterday? Really? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Hillary. She listens, you know, she yes. So, uh, yes. Hey girl. <laughs> so you'll just have to stay tuned and listen for more guests. Uh, Mark Traphagen, whose name I now know how to say right, uh, yep. was on talking about late bloomers. So we're really glad he was on and we're excited for y'all to hear all the, all the guests we have coming up. But I want to say thank you to a few of our Patreon supporters. Yeah. We appreciate you. Um, uh, Delia von Dahlenberg. What? No. It's like if someone made up a... Like, I'm going to start calling myself Mike Von Johnson just so it <gasps> sounds fancier. I love it. It's like you're part of the sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could twirl around on a hilltop as well. <laughs> um, sure. uh, Zachary Goforth. Did I say his name already? I think so. Go forth and multiply. Okay. Go forth and <laughs> I'm going to remove you because we already said your name maybe. Or uh, I never know if we like just talked about... Well, and since then, we didn't drop an episode that we recorded, now I'm oh, in this space of like, did we say did that? Did we say that have on the episode that doesn't? That? Yeah. Like, Zachary, you have a hot name. Go forth and and be hot named. Yeah. Um, And again, another one that I don't know if it's just he's so active in our Facebook group or if we I've actually said his name as a page, Patreon supporter, Uh, Paul Meenan. Oh, yeah. Whom I've mentioned a time or two. And then he sent us a message and was like, hey, I appreciate you like being cautious about saying my name and like whatever. I give you blanket approval to talk about me. Here you fucking go, Paul. And (laughs) he said, my last name is Mean Nun. Mean Nun. Which is really smart way to like, I, I will and did remember that. So something about Mean Nun makes me think about Jar Jar Binks. I don't know. <laughs> the topic has changed. We are now analyzing that because it's confounding me. Misa Lisa Minan. Something like that. Is it because Jar Jar Binks is I think also the- horrible? <laughs> I, or uh, So Paul Minan, lots of people send in dick pics. <laughs> However. However. <laughs> He is by far the largest volume of dick pics that I've received from listeners. We should have like Gayish Agenda Award winners. <laughs> and most dick pics goes to Paul Meenan. Paul Meenan. <laughs> come on down. Come on in. Um, <laughs> hey, Paul. Thanks. Um, cool. Thanks, everyone. F- that is a Patreon supporter. We appreciate you. And you're better than other people. Yes. Um, be secure in that knowledge. Yes. Uh, but first as well, do you want to do the news? Let's do some news. Yeah. Great. Okay. So um, let's talk about straight pride. You want to talk about <laughs> <Okay>. straight pride? <laughs> okay. I didn't know if that was, you do a lot of great news stories where like some are the, like the ones that have been all over, but a lot of them are like things I didn't even know about or like, you know, things from all over the world. This, this is going to be both. I think. Oh, okay. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. The official face of straight pride <gasps> What? Oh, I'm so excited about what those official faces was selected 
to is be, it Mr. Peanut to be Brad Pitt? Whoa, huh? Yeah. So Hollywood actor Brad Pitt, however, has been removed as the mascot for Straight Pride. <laughs> Because he demanded that the group stop using him as was, their mascot. I was thinking, I was like, I don't know much about his beliefs, but I just somehow thought he might be down with the gays. Nope, they just chose him and started putting his picture on things, and then he is like, no, don't do that. Okay, this might reinforce my like preconceived ideas of straight pride when they're like, hey, here's a super hot guy that can represent <laughs> us. You know, like, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. All right, straight people. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, see, yeah. We see what you're doing. This poster represents us. Yes. What do we want on us, <laughs> Brad Pitt? <laughs> Ooh, what about the super hot one from uh, when he was in Fight Club? Let's pick that sexy picture of straight Brad Pitt. Yep. So, okay. I just, I can't, I just can't, I just can't. <laughs> so they've selected instead Milo Yiannopoulos is the new mascot of straight pride. <gasps> He's not straight. He's not straight, but that's a perfect representation. <laughs> it like perfectly represents their terrible beliefs. Well, <laughs> I actually really like that choice in spite of hating the premise of everything. Yeah. So, so first of all, do, do you know what the name of the organization is that's threatening to no, do straight No, I thought pride? it was just some dude on Facebook. No, they're calling themselves the Super Happy Fun America. That's the name of the company. I like Super it. Happy Fun America yeah. is doing straight pride. And um, they they featured two pictures of Pitt and said, congratulations to Mr. Pitt for being the face of this important civil rights movement. And then- <laughs> Civil rights? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> straight pride, they're fighting for civil rights? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so hard to be straight these days. And they don't have the right to do... S- to suck dicks. Suck dicks. You're right. That's true. Straight people. <laughs> we have earned that privilege. Oh, straight dudes. Straight dudes. Probably. Does any part of you, whenever you say the name Brad Pitt, think about fucking an armpit? Oh. Or is that just me? I think that's just you. Okay, cool. I just fuck his armpits, though. Why I, not? Oh, sure. Yeah. Somebody in the Facebook group did fuck, Mary kill <laughs> with George Clooney, oh. Matt Damon, and Brad Pitt. What's your answer? Oh, someone already answered this, so I didn't even say it. Mary Matt Damon, uh, fuck Brad Pitt, kill George Clooney. I mean, if both of us have the same answer, it just must be the truth. Oh, that do you have the same answer as me? Yes. Why? I mean, you... I gave a funny answer on the Facebook group where I did like all three of them for all three categories based on different parts of their career. Do you remember that? No, did you I don't read that? think I read that. I think I started to read. Do like, you filter out what I say on Facebook? Well, you just had a really long message with a lot of words, <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> Okay, Mike answered, and I, then I moved on. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, anyway. I thought you were going to talk about the person that posted on our Facebook group the thing about um, cum in someone's nose to help, like, oh my sinus God. relief or whatever. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. I love it so much. Yeah, and uh, you posted the very appropriate question, who funds these studies? We talk about, like, <laughs> I, we would love to have more data on trans people, on bi people. Like, those are missing... But sure, come up the nose. Great. Let's that, fund that that's one. That's a great yeah. study. <laughs> Fuck trans people. Let's see what happens when I come in this nostril. <laughs> it's the neti pot of orgasms. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway. Great. Okay. Uh, Man, anyway. when you sneeze after coming in someone's nose, <laughs> it's, it actually just looks like a regular sneeze, I guess. <laughs> just looks the same. Snot rocket? Yeah. Like a dick snot rocket? Is dick snot as a, as a euphemism for cum? Ew. Like, Kind of appropriate. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm grossed out in a sexual way. Okay, wait. 
No, no, no. Oh, more, more of the story. Okay, back back to this. Uh, so on their website, the Straight Pride organizers said, quote, due to a scheduling conflict, our former mascot is no longer available. Not to worry. We found someone younger, more handsome, and more in tune with heroic masculine virtues. Milo Yiannopoulos has accepted the offer to be mascot and grand marshal of the parade. I just think that like it's the most like horseshit Donald Trump fuckery to say it's because of a scheduling <laughs> conflict. Like when Brad Pitt is like, no, fuck you guys. Take my Don't picture off your goddamn website. And then mm-hmm. to say due to a scheduling conflict. His like, conflict was he hated us and didn't <laughs> want it. So it's mostly about the schedule, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More to come. I'm sure when it comes to straight, straight pride. But you said come too many times for me to make that joke. Okay. I, I, know, I know. At what point do we have to stop making that joke? Cause I still like it. I still like it. Okay, great. Then never. <laughs> it's our okay. podcast. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> Spell fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, next? Yeah. Okay, you played The Sims, right? Yes, I did. It's E3 this week, which is new video game news, primarily video games, but it's the Electronic Entertainment Expo um, is E3. Oh, yeah, how sure are you? Uh, you seem like a 70% okay, chance that's, that that's, that's that the case. That seems pretty legit. Um, anyway, so the, the Sims 4 is uh, they announced at E3, Electronic Arts announced at E3 that Sims 4 is going to contain Pride content. Um, So there will be exclusive It Gets Better clothing Hmm. available for your Sims. There will be um, a gender-neutral bathroom door that you can put on your places that you build in Sims 4. And new Juliet balconies for your gay gay Sim (laughs) to look out longingly. Yeah, sure. Why not? feels pretty gay. Right? Yeah, it's. I just. I think that's that's pretty pretty great. It's really. Um, there was a episode of Reply All where they talked about a lot of The Sims is very focused on white people, so the hairstyles, the like types of things they can do. Like people would add these. I don't know gaming speak skins. Yeah. Plugins. I don't know yeah, something yeah, yeah. that like someone made a thing to be like be able to do these different like uh, things with the characters and. It was focused around more black centric like yeah. appearances. I don't know sure. what all was included in it. Sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really cool to be able to lots of gay people play The Sims. So like to be able to see things that you want and do and not just focus on like straight white people is really cool. Yep. Uh yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think the the Sims franchise has been sort of working on these kinds of issues for a long time Mm. and a lot of people don't think that they're going fast enough right Mm. like you still can't choose the pronouns of your sims they have to be either a he or a she Mm. they can be trans which is something that they released here uh not too long ago um which i don't know i'm 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 torn about that right like I, i think it's totally valid and fair to criticize uh big iconic cultural things for not pushing the envelope enough or not going fast enough. I think that's totally fair. And I also don't want to lose sight of progress that they don't have to show. I feel like this is a lot of times I, I, I always feel like I'm like, okay, this thing is really cool, but let me criticize a bunch of stuff. So I feel like it's that same idea of like, we can recognize really great things they're doing while also calling them out, not in a way that says, fuck them, boycott them, but in a way that says, we also want this other things. Yeah. So you have to be able to criticize in a, hopefully a constructive way. Yeah. We're only, we're only constructive, right? Everything we say is really useful and practical. While we're talking about pronouns, mm-hmm. this reminds me, I've recently. He, him. That's my, those are mine. Me too. Okay, great. He, him, his, whatever. Oh, oh no, I don't like his. Just he, him. Okay, great. <laughs> 
Uh, if you want to get in touch with Kyle, him email. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on Grinder, mm-hmm. they have a what are your pronouns mm. field, mm-hmm. and people put shit in there like they think they're being funny. Oh God! Like, and I find it upsetting. Like what? Um, like there, like there's one guy who said that like th- their pronouns are uh, uh, Her Majesty the Queen, <laughs> or. Um, they'll put in their things like don't care just fuck me or like I, oh no but I laughed at both of those right and well that and, and, no I, I don't think it's bad I don't think it's bad okay right. this is a little bit off topic yeah but your voice sounds very rich thank you deep and like I mean it always sounds like that but particularly just you saying that I just like there are vibrations in, <laughs> inside our microphones that just really worked we did fuck with our sound settings today that's so true I think it who must knows what's going yeah, on no, I'm up to your base no 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 there's a knob that says sexy and I turned it up oh so. damn it I turned mine way down <laughs> so then I only sound like this this is what I sound like when I turn it down hey everybody God. what are we talking about okay uh, next story great and then we'll great. be done with the news <laughs> Um, so do you remember the movie The Craft? No. Uh, witches. Witches, exactly. I, that's the extent Lots of queer people love that movie. Oh. And um, I enjoyed that movie, but then I I was pretending to be straight when it was in the theaters. And I, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. I saw it, and then... Was Nicole Kidman in that? Yes. No. No, she was I'm thinking not. of Practical Magic. <laughs> was Nicole Kidman in that? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So there is an upcoming production that is a reboot of The Craft. And the producers in the casting call have said that they are specifically looking for a transgender woman that is Latina to be the leading role of Lords. Um, so they are specifically going out of their way. The trans character is age 17, described as a punk rocker, was thrown out of her home by her super Catholic mother, now lives with her grandma, and her grandma introduces her to supernatural practices, and that's when all of the witchcraft stuff starts. So I, I think it's really, it's, really, it's really great that like we've, we've talked a lot about just representation, and there is no need for that story to have a trans character, mm. and, and they are they are they are intentionally choosing to do it and cast it as such and meaning are you are you saying like it's not that this is a trans storyline the story is about someone being trans it's a character it does a bunch of shit they just happen to be trans while doing it is yeah that, yeah well and it's part of the background story right like she yeah. wouldn't be a witch if she hadn't mm. been kicked out of her home mm. for being trans and then, right, right. and then her grandma introduces her to all of this was stuff. that the original storyline or that, did they change the storyline? They've changed the storyline. Like for the the, the, the the main character sort of um, in, in the craft has this is a redneck lives in a trailer park and has a super abusive home situation, mm. and so she gains empowerment from witchcraft as sort of this like way to regain a sense of power and control over her life yeah. and and oh sorry you said the craft you meant cinderella <laughs> maybe <laughs> okay so so they took like the premise of this they kicked out and changed the reason and and but yeah no i like i like the combination of you didn't have to make this character trans there are a lot of reasons that someone may be kicked out of their home so it both they applied this interesting like this this logic to the storyline and made it made sense make sense but also they didn't yeah like you said they didn't need to make 
them trans and and there's lots of reasons for girls to get kicked out of their house and go live with their grandma yeah, yeah and yeah. like making her trans is interesting I'm, yeah. I'm also very interested in like the casting call says that they are looking for someone to play a character who is trans and latina mm. i'll be interested to see if they cast a trans person hmm right like yeah. that's that's sort of the next step like yeah. the, there there are lots of gay roles or a lot of roles with 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 people of, of a different ability like d- disabled characters there there are so to create a trans role and not cast a trans person is sort of par for the course yeah um it doesn't have to be but I, I, i'm interested to see how that lands i forget if i talked about this before i've had this struggle in the past of i think gay people should be able to play straight roles straight people should be able to play gay roles i don't want it i don't think we should change that so in trans issues, I, I I also I think that humans should be allowed to play aliens. Don't tell Mars attacks that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I don't want Wait. to totally like oh. like disrupt your your line of like thinking. I'm, that's not that's not my intention. Oh, okay. I, but but like I I think I think that we are both on the same page that the final product that is the art doesn't have to be totally faithfully mm. represented by mm. the people that go into the art to make it happen, yes. right? Like it's about the yes. product. It's not about necessarily how the product was made. And and at the same time, I brought this up when I just asked the question um, on some kind of thread or something like, okay, well, but you know, so why, why, why is it different when it's trans issues? And one of the things someone mentioned to me, which really stuck with me is, well, it's different with trans issues because the idea of a cis person playing a trans like for example a trans woman can reinforce the idea that trans women are just men in dresses you know like so i think that's an area where it's a little bit different than a you know straight person playing gay because there are different assumptions and stereotypes behind what it means for that so i like that explanation and that helps explain why i think a lot of trans people want are fighting for more actual trans people to play trans roles. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I also think, is this what I think? I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time in general. We talked about this earlier. You're changing like, your meds. Oh, <laughs> not changing them. Just getting off. Oh, of get them. it. Oh, like, not, I, but not all of them. Not all of them. Okay. Not all of them. But just but, don't want to scare anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in, in, in the last like four or five days, I've like totally quit taking one of my meds and it's supposed to make my dick work better which i'm pretty excited about but it has how, also made how me excited? a crazy <laughs> <laughs> noticeably <laughs> um but it, it's also it's it's made me a crazy person Emotional. which is gonna it's gonna get better but anyway yeah. uh maybe if we if we work if we work from the idea that like it's about the product it's not about how the product was made mm-hmm maybe we just need more trans actors and actresses regardless of the role they're playing. Mm. Like sure. Having a trans role that a trans person plays, that's great. But I think that's sort of like ground floor, right? Like let's just, why don't we have more talented trans people playing roles at all? Especially since how many roles does the sexuality or gender identity of the character actually matter? Mm. Right? Like, like woman number two at the grocery store (laughs) doesn't need to be, uh, that's Twilda, Twilda, Twilda Sinson, Twilda, Tilda, Tilda <laughs> Swanson, Swinton. Swinton. Yes. <laughs> um, what, uh, equality writer. That's like, goes, what you're talking about is the whole thing of like, let's have the, like, uh, you know, I forget 
secondary, tertiary characters, or something in something like uh, in everything should be representative of the general U.S. Yeah. Uh, but also, yes, I, I think in a perfect world, in a hypothetical theoretical world, everyone, anyone should be able to play trans or cis. Anyone should be able to play gay or straight. But we're in a world where there are not enough that that trans actors are not being cast for things. So, like you said, like base, like easy, easy. <laughs> trans people can play trans roles and also other things, but l like that's a good starting point. So that's yeah. probably, you know, the, the hypothetical world where anyone can play anything does not exist because we're at a place where trans people are already at a disadvantage. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. Great. We solved it. We did we, it. We did it. That's the news. Hey, hey, Hollywood, <laughs> listen <laughs> up, pay attention. Um, so do you want to talk about atheism? A little bit. <laughs> But not really. Well, we talked about this before the show. I'm actually you, really nervous about the fact that, like, you you are super hard on religion, which is interesting for a number of reasons to me. But, like, the, the, I think the first that comes to mind is you are so exquisitely sensitive to other people's thoughts and feelings mm -hmm. on almost every other topic. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. on this one, you give zero fucks. Yeah, like, our, it's so interesting, our dynamic of what we care about and what we're worried about offending people on, like, yeah, th like this is the one thing where I'm pretty cool with being like, fuck God, you know, and like that. And I think that makes you and I, I, I feel like part of the reason I feel comfortable doing it is like there's the rule in um, comedy that you're you're allowed to make fun of the kind of the more privileged people. Yeah, sure. And so like if you're gay, you can make fun of straight people. If you're black, you can make fun of white people. And it's different about white people making fun of black people. It's, I, I wouldn't say me personally, I wouldn't say I don't think you can do it. I just think it's more challenging to do it well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but there are a lot of people that would say that you shouldn't do that. White people shouldn't make fun of black people in their comedy. You have to, you have to make fun of people that are more privileged. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason I feel pretty okay with it because re religion bitches are everywhere yeah and although although specifically christian bitches yes. right like i, I was christian bitches well, well sure. i i was i was interested in, in in knowing if if you um mm. how you feel about the thought that a muslim listening to you talk about god being f just stupid and fucked yeah, yeah. if like, I think that when you think about going up against religion in your head, you're talking about Christian people. Yeah, I'm talking about Christian. Uh, yes, you're right. Particularly because this country is Christian and people, uh, Christian beliefs tend to be the ones that I think permeate other areas of society that they shouldn't like. Uh, it's a diplomatic way of saying that the Bible has fucked everything. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but. I think it would be actually unfair of me to exclude other religions from that. Like, yeah, I think, I think every other religion is fucking dumb too. <laughs> the only, actually the one that I like, which actually one of my best friends is this religion is, um, Baha'i. Baha'i. Yeah. Which is, it's almost like someone. Baha'i there. <laughs> <laughs> you want, you want to smoke this? Cause I'm fucking Baha'i. <laughs> Um, it, it's, I mean, the way it was described to me is almost taking a look at all the religions and br trying to bring them together. And it feels like a more modern take that tries to distill out the positive things about religion. And it's all about love and they accept gay people. And it's the, you know, that's very, it seems very accepting and positive And, um, I like that. Uh, that's the only religion that I've heard that I, that to me is like, oh, that, that seems 
positive. But all the other ones, I'm like, this, this seems at least all the other ones with which you are familiar yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, totally i I mean i I think um it's it's interesting to me that the reason this is a gay-ish topic is that so 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 many gay people particularly because this is a christian dominant country Mm -hmm. have been totally excluded from whatever their upbringing was that religion has been so shitty to them their whole lives their families have rejected them. They have had horrible self-directed homophobic mm. th- thoughts because of the religious tradition that they were brought up in. There are a lot of gay people that are atheists, mm-hmm. right? Like how many, how many like, su- other than Joseph Peters Matthews, who's a <laughs> goddamn priest, how many... I just said goddamn priest. Anyway, uh, <laughs> how many... Ha- you're getting... You're getting either like hit by a car or like lightning or murdered for sure pretty soon <laughs> if God is real, which he's not, so it's fine. <laughs> How many openly very religious gay people do you know? Because I can't think of any. I know some that go to church. Yeah. They're few and far between. And those that I know that do go more out of a sense of tradition and obligation to community than what I perceive as to be adherence to the yeah. principles of the religion. Yeah, and maybe I should... I, I'm gonna do my research. Fine, later. We, I'm gonna we see talk, if we, we can, can. We can talk about it when Sarah's here too. Yeah, yeah, we, and yeah, we're recording this before. I never know how much of the mechanics of the podcast people care about. We're we're recording the day before we're actually talking to Sarah, um, and so I haven't done any of my research. So I've, I've, I'm wondering if I'm gonna find stats on I. The suspicion I feel pretty good about this that gay people are gonna be more likely to be atheists than straight people. We'll yeah. see if I can find any data on that. Um, but uh, I do think like I make fun of religion a lot, especially the institution. That's the main thing I want to make fun of, like is the institution of religion. I think it, uh, most of the, most of the religious people I know follow like what I f- view as the, the actual beliefs of religion, which is yeah. love people, be nice, do good things. You know, there, there's a lot of really great things. If you actually think about it and learn from religion, the institution itself fucks shit up yeah. real bad, especially for gay people. So yeah, I want to be making fun of the institution and maybe some of the ideas because they don't totally hold up to science because not everyone. Um, well, so is that true? I was just going to ask you if that's if that's actually true, right? Like, doesn't hold up to science. Like most people, no, no, no can't I'm, have virgin birth. I'm super. Oh. I'm, no, I'm super down with that part. Back up, back up, <laughs> back up. One one topic. The the I I don't know. I don't know that you do want to respect the spiritual rather than the institutional concept of religion because mm. because you are an atheist like yeah let me back up for a long time i called myself an agnostic which mm. agnostic me is too. really just like well but that's like a pussy term like, i don't it's, think so it, it, that's that's just saying well, i don't know like, it, it's well, it's like it's a philosophical shrug it, like, yeah. it, <laughs> ayn rand's third book <laughs> <laughs> no i uh, oh, well okay there's also atheism and agnosticism are not mutually exclusive there's atheist agnostic there's theist agnostic there's shit there's two other things there's atheist gnostic i don't know gnostic (laughs) those those two things are often misrepresented as like you are either atheist or agnostic when they're not necessarily the case maybe that's part of the thing i'll research yeah no i I, some some Fine education that could be had on this podcast. Some calibration of vocabulary would be useful. Calibration of vocabulary. That's pretty much what I said in the <laughs> equally as smart of terms. Um, 
I, I also wonder, this is the part I don't want to be contributing to. It's almost like when you, <laughs> when you talked about the Beyonce episode, mm. it always comes back to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You were like, if I say I don't like Beyonce, all the gays are like, what the fuck? Who? If someone says they're religious, I don't want them to feel like I'm like, what the fuck? You're stupid. Like I hate, you know, like I get why, why people are religious. I get the value of religion. I get like, there are a lot of great things about it. I don't want anyone to feel judged or negatively. That's not, that's not my hope or goal. And my personal belief, I believe you can be a great Joseph Peters Matthews is a great example of a person that does religion real well, (laughs) you know, and I and I support that. I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. And I don't want the idea that, like, you know, someone tells everyone they're religious. It surprises me when gay people are religious, Um, because I think in my mind, a lot of the ideas are conflicting, Hmm. but I support them in that and think people should be able to believe and do what they want, you know? Yeah. Great. Except, except not sell cakes to gay people. That like, I don't think that. Oh that yeah, be. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they should be able to do something except when they start a business and decide they're gonna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Offer goods and services in a public forum. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. <laughs> uh, so when we come back, we're gonna have Sarah. What's the fuck's her last name? Austin. She, Sarah Austin from Sarah Talk. From Sarah Talk. Let's. You think of her last name as Talk, don't you? Yes. Her name is not Sarah Talk. That would be a really good last name for her, but Miss Talk. <laughs> if you're nasty. <laughs> yeah, we'll have Sarah on. I'm excited to talk to her and have her on our show. We're longtime podcast buddies and uh, uh and we'll talk more about atheism. Great. Great. So should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. I'm gonna pray. I oh. hope you're somewhere praying. <laughs> also also comes to Kesha. Always comes back to Kesha. <laughs> This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. I love this part. Uh, we are here with Sarah from Sarah Talk, the Sarah Talk podcast. Um, thanks for being on, Sarah. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, when I think atheism, your name jumps to mind. That's true. You firmly established yourself as is that, like the atheist <laughs> in charge in my head. Does so. that is that was that your intention? Do you feel good about that? Like, what's do you I not care? The the flag of non-belief. <laughs> um, so, just tell us a little bit about whatever you want, so we get to know who you are. Uh, let's see. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version of the story. I guess um, I grew up in a. A very small town of about 1400 people i had a high school graduating class of 32 uh, no stoplights eight churches wow and you could stand at one church and throw a rock at the other church right we didn't do that but, uh, <laughs> maybe only yeah. mentally like, <laughs> yeah, yeah right um well and it, it's funny too because like there wasn't division among the denominations like hmm. there was methodists and baptists and I went to a first Christian church, not a lot of Catholics, mostly Protestant brands. And so I, I went to this first Christian church that, uh, you know, my parents took me and, but they weren't serious, I would say, about faith and church. Like it wasn't something that we talked about outside of church. We went to church on Sundays and, you know, Sunday school and the whole thing. And we prayed, you know, on the important meals of like Christmas and Easter but it wasn't a conversation that we had often. Hmm. So I think that sort of 
helped keep me from deep indoctrination. Mm. Um, Just like what moderate indoctrination or yeah. like gentle well, indoctrination in high school and eh, junior <laughs> high, junior high, high school. I, I mean, I got into it. Yeah. Um, I saw myself on the, this track of uh, I was going to become a preacher. I was writing sermons and uh, gave a couple at the local church. And I started, I was one of those people. I started a Bible study club at my school. I ran uh, Meet Me at the Poll a couple of years. Um, I ran a Meet so Me at the Poll, but it was very different than yours. <laughs> very different. Yes. <laughs> those are regularly scheduled events, aren't they? Yeah, they, they, yeah it's just like an open door policy, really. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I just, I had gotten into it. And when I got out of high school, I went to, uh, I ended up in a church of God. I moved to a different town. I ended up in a church of God, which my church was very much a sit down, be quiet, wait till it's time to stand up and sing kind of place. And the church of God is very much a raise your hands if the spirit moves you and yeah. shout out and, and uh, not Pentecostal, but close. Um, and I played in the praise band. I play guitar. And, um, and it's funny. I have my, my path out of faith. I have a pastor to thank for that because I was huh. doing a one-on-one -on -one Bible study with the youth pastor and he, he didn't touch me. I was going to say that's uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you never know. These days. No, you do. Uh, or those days. Yeah. And, and, um, and he had me going through the Bible, writing down, like we would read a section and write down the truths and the promises. Oh. And, and I discovered things in the book that I had never heard preached from the pulpit before. And I was like, what? That's in the Bible? That's some crazy shit. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, God sends uh, some angry bears to eat some children because they were teasing a bald guy. Wait, what? True story, Rory. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and just story after story like that. And so the more I read, the more I actually read the Bible, the less I believed. And that's kind of a, a, um, maybe a trope. Uh, saying that we have an atheist circles that one of the easiest ways to make an atheist is just to have somebody read the bible <laughs> yep uh, that's and, beautiful and then, in, a, in a weird fucked up way i love that <laughs> right well, most people don't you know they go sit in church on sunday and uh, they listen to whatever they're told and and a, a lot of preachers not the fire and brimstone -y types but uh you know your your hipster churches they will uh, they'll, they'll pick a passage that sounds lovely, maybe two or three sentences, uh, two or three verses. And then what they'll do is they'll build a like a uh, damn it. I can't think of the word, but they'll build a speech around it. That's sermon. That's very. Yeah, it's not the word I'm looking or, for. A narrative no. like, like they, they use that to create a, a space for whatever the message they really want to promote is. An inspiration. It's like an inspirational speaker, yeah. right? When you bring you bring in an inspirational speaker and they tell you all this wonderful stuff, but they'll they'll choose uh, pick and choose these these couple of verses, and then you know the the very next set of verses afterwards might be something completely awful. Yeah. But you would never know that because they've cherry picked what they wanted what they want their message to be, and then they build this inspirational sort of speech around it to motivate you, and and I you know that's great and all but it, it it's it's not a true uh maybe representation of what's in the book hmm. i never thought about that that it w would make sense why people may assume they know what's in the bible or or feel like they understand the bible completely 
if yeah. someone says they are taking texts from the Bible and talking to you about it, then you're like, well, that every every time I've gone to church, it's really happy and motivating and good stuff that I like. Yeah. And how many people say you need to read your Bible when like they really haven't either. It's just mm-hmm. the what they've been fed that mm. the Bible says, like sitting in the pews and listening to <laughs> whatever ridiculous bullshit the, the priest is saying. That's not the same as reading. Yeah. yeah. Reading is so way harder. The, the position that I've, I've kind of come to now is um, as an atheist, um, give me a reason why I should care what the Bible says. <laughs> because if, if there's no evidence for the God of the Bible, then, and the Bible is not evidence of the Bible or, or the God of the Bible, right? It's a book. Uh, in the same way that Harry Potter is not evidence that Harry Potter is real, <laughs> um, then why do I care what it says? Yeah, yeah but uh, this is a Christian nation, Sarah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it is not. Read a history book before you read the Bible. Right. Yeah. That. Um, so now I'm into I'm into organizing. Um, one of the things that that I'm kind of passionate about is when people leave faith. Um, you know, we talk about this angry atheist phase yeah. and it's, you know, that there are many different levels of harm that come out of uh, the church. And obviously our community feels that pretty strongly. Um, but you know, all, all the way from it just toxic gender roles, right? The, the woman should be quiet in the church. And if she has questions, she should go home and ask her husband. That's in yeah. the Bible. Mm-hmm. And all like, the way like legit there, in the Bible, women submit yeah. to your husbands, yeah. right? Like that's yeah, yeah. Uh, and then from there, all the way to priests raping children, right? So there's all this whole range of harm that uh, that can be caused by religion, and and often is. And so when people leave, when people decide, either I, I just don't believe this anymore, or the this is toxic, I have to get out of it. Um, the one thing the church is really good at is creating community. They're, they're great yeah. at building this one-stop shop. I mean, if you, if you think about it, um, my, I have a brother-in-law who's a preacher <clears throat> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and if you need, if your air conditioner breaks, there's somebody in the church yeah. who's HVAC trained there. If you have something wrong with your car, probably somebody in the church that works at a shop or has that skill. Yeah. Um, and when you get sick, who shows up at your house with the soup, right? Yeah. It's the church people. Yeah. That's something and actually, so, when I was growing up, I was not at all religious. Um, but all of my friends were, they were all Christian, mostly Catholic. And yeah, they would go to Bible studies on Wednesdays and church on Sundays. And yeah, I missed out on that part. And I, Actually, Mm -hmm. I went to a few like church retreats, but like, yeah, I didn't have the regular meeting that all the groups did. Oh, hello. (laughs) That's Jesus calling. He's here and well. Um, uh, That's something I missed out on. And I do miss, I did feel like I was a little bit left out of that group. Not intentionally. They didn't do anything wrong, but they were hanging out in their groups and and I just wasn't part of it. So yeah, that, that community is a big part of it too. Yep. So what are we doing as atheists to to create a similar community structure without mm-hmm. all the, the dogma and the baggage that comes along with it, without the superstition? What are we doing to create a landing pad for people who are starting to question their faith or uh, have decided, you know, maybe I just don't believe in that? 
to go because mm-hmm. oftentimes, you know, and, and we've talked about this on uh, the podcast on Sarah Talk several times. Becca is a former Jehovah's Witness, my wife. Mm-hmm. They're hardcore. And yeah. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're very much like if you step out of line, they shun you. And, and I mean, if you accuse a brother of uh, touching you inappropriately, they bring you in the back room with this panel of old men who run the, the congregation and they ask you all these intimate questions. Uh, and then they cite scripture again, which says if there are not two witnesses to a crime, then there no judicial action can take place. Well, how many of those crimes take place in front of witnesses? Yeah. That's okay. Wait, is this Brett Kavanaugh's hearing? Are we redoing that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just real okay. I don't like that for victims of rape or sexual abuse. But sometimes I would love it if <laughs> it meant that the crime didn't happen. If there weren't two people that saw, I, there are many red lights I've ran that I didn't actually run anymore. I, sorry, I thought you were going to go the other direction. Oh. Like, like you're getting railed. You want two witnesses? Oh, can I get two witnesses here? <laughs> this sex is so good; it should be a crime. <laughs> Come on in. Come one, come all. Spell come. Oh, you know how it's spelled. (laughs) Oh, you know how it's spelled. Um, How did I miss that one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to ask about, especially because I wanted to ask you anyway, but you started talking about like uh, gender roles based on the Bible. So being a trans woman, like how did that, how did growing up religious affect your kind of self-awareness or ability to come out or I mean I'm already anticipating what you're going to say so I'm like I can stop there but like just how did religion affect that I may surprise you oh my religious experience and my gender identity experience um didn't really intersect much Hmm. which is sort of odd I think maybe because I got out of it before I started uh, dealing with the gender stuff. Got like, it. so I started feeling, I started feeling different during puberty, mm-hmm. right? And trans people have all kinds of different experiences. Some people, you look at like Jazz Jennings and she knew from like two or three years old, uh, I'm a girl and stop calling me boy, mm-hmm. right? From the moment she knew that, from the moment she learned that there were differences between uh, male and female, she knew that, that something wasn't right. And that wasn't me at all. <laughs> I grew up, uh, very stereotypical sort of boyish life. I had the GI Joes and the He-Man and the, I like, I was into all of that stuff and we played wiffle ball out in the backyard and, you know, like all the stereotypes. And, and I only started feeling different during puberty when my body started changing and, and I was thinking, right. I knew this was happening. (laughs) knew This was coming, but it's not like it's something doesn't feel right. My body's not changing in the ways that I think maybe it should, or I thought it should. And there was no language for that at the time, Mm -hmm. right? We were jokes on the Jerry Springer show. I didn't know my wife was a man, that kind of stuff. And uh, transgender wasn't a word. Um, So uh, there were, there were no real support groups. The internet was just a new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is late, late nineties. And I found crossdressers.com, which was a huge sort of rally point for people um, dealing with this back then. And so for a long time, I identified as a crossdresser, uh, because it was something that I did in private. Uh, it wasn't, uh, necessarily, I didn't, I hadn't dealt with all of the issues yet. 
right? I just knew that it felt good hmm. to put on a dress. And so I did that in private and I hid it. And and I that was happening, you know, while I was going to church, but I didn't I don't know that I either I didn't hear it from the pulpit or my ADHD brain has <laughs> blocked it out. Like I have a terrible memory. Same. Uh, and my therapist says I handle trauma really well because because I block things out like that. That's what I'm... my therapist said. <laughs> you have a good therapist then, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got into this auto accident, which I still can't really talk about, back in December. And, and I was terrified because I watched in the rearview mirror. I was stopped at a stoplight that my engine had died. And I saw this truck come flying up behind me. Didn't slow down, didn't swerve, didn't see me at all slammed right into the back of my jeep smashed it all up uh knocked me out i went to the hospital it was this whole big thing and i was terrified that i was going to have trauma related to this that mm -hmm. that you know i would be once i went back to work i was going to be sitting at that stoplight again because it's on my route to work i was on my way to work and look in the rear view mirror and have like just terrible fucking panic attacks and I found that that just didn't really none of that happened. And she was like, yeah, I think you uh, I think you just naturally handle uh, stress and, and trauma really well. And I was like, well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I I, you may I may handle it mentally well, but I, I do. I have lots of uh, vices that I turn to to deal with my problems that I probably shouldn't do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> what, what's in that drink that you, yeah, exactly. you say as you take a drink <laughs> oh uh, yeah, shit yeah, girl yeah. wait what is that <laughs> it's, you, uh, vodka coke it's lime captain morgan oh okay yeah, it's, uh, lime bite captain morgan i got my uh rosé uh, going on per use um but anyway so i mm. yeah the, the church thing never really interacted with my with my transition and i i largely think that that's because I had left the church. Mm. I still didn't, you know, I wasn't sure what I believed. I became what I call an apatheist for a while. <laughs> which is, I just didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a God, maybe there's not, but who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, I got life to live, you know, bills to pay. And that's sort of when I was dealing with, with all of uh, all of the gender identity stuff. Gotcha. Do you, I, I kind of feel like, for me like i'm i'm lucky that i didn't come out when i was in high school in texas because and i got to skip some of the bullying that other people face so like i feel a little bit guilty but a little bit also lucky that i kind of missed that is that at all similar to what to your experience do you feel glad that you skipped that part of like the religion and the trans issues coming together or and in a lot of ways like in the school like you're talking about too i now the people that I went to school with know some of them mm -hmm. and, uh, and the ones that are supportive have, you know, reached out and I, my school was, I mean, you got to remember this was what 93 to 97 when I was in high school. And anytime one of my friends came out as gay, like all of the adults in the room were like, whisper, whisper, whisper. <laughs> mm -hmm. My kid's gay. Like mm -hmm. he's such a nice kid. Yeah, he, he like, who cares? What did we do? Mm -hmm. Right. What did we? Do? Where did we go wrong? Uh, so you know, I kind of learned through that very early on that being different is bad in a small rural town. Yeah. So you know, I think I missed a lot of the bullying, but also 
in school, I was, and and still am to an extent, but I was a loner. I, I wasn't a jock. I wasn't popular. Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't run with any of these cliques. And I think those are even more pronounced in a small town. Like when there's 30 kids in your class yeah. and you start grouping off, like it's even more noticeable. Yeah. So I had a couple of people that I hung out with, a couple of kids that were, you know, that were close. But for the most part, like I would go sit in the band room during lunch and instead of eating, also not healthy, hmm. um, instead of eating, I would just play around on a piano or, you know, plunk around on a guitar and sort of self teach my, myself different things. And, um, alone because I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel like I fit in with any of those people. <clears throat> and so that, you know, w when I look back on that time, I look back at like uh, high school reunions coming up and there's a small part of me that, that craves that. Like I, I want to want that, but also I have no desire to go back to that little podunk small town being yeah. who I am and dealing with a lot of those people again because I don't know how they would uh, process it. And I mean, we're talking about so many people who never left this small town or they, they maybe they went to college for a little bit and came back, but like the generation after generation after generation of families in this place who, you know, it's a farming community and they just, they never leave. Yeah. And I credit a lot of my being able to come out to the fact that I went, uh, that I left. I grew up in a little town called Zilla and um, it's like they had less than 2000 people when I was growing up there. So yeah. like, a lot of that is, is really familiar, but I, I shit you not. There was a church of God comma Zilla church of Godzilla. And they had, <laughs> they, they have this little float and they have a wireframe Godzilla. That's holding a sign with Christmas lights that says Jesus saves on it. And they haul that son of a bitch to every parade up and down the Valley, the County that I grew up in. And uh, I kind of want that. I know. I yeah. Got, yeah. Like uh, in general, I don't really like religion, but sometimes I'm just like, well, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, if you go <laughs> yeah. to the Wikipedia page for Zilla, Washington, there's a picture of the church of Godzilla, Godzilla that I, I took and put on the page. <laughs> Great. Is that your biggest claim to fame? Yeah, probably. Even in spite of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I assume so. <laughs> More people have seen that than have heard our podcast. Um, okay, this is a weird episode where we actually recorded our Patreon segment already. So we already know what we talked about. Um, and what we talked about is someone said in comparing kind of LGBT issues and atheism, said, mm -hmm. you know, where... LGBT rights are nowadays, that's actually where, uh, where, or no, where LGBT issues are like 25 years ago. That's where atheism na is now given its public acceptance, your ability to be elected to office, like a, a lot mm -hmm. of things. And I'm curious, given you fit both of those identities, what your take is yeah. on, I know, I like, I know that comparing things, you know, we don't want to say whose life yeah. is harder, but at the same time, I'm curious to get your take on, you know, do you do you see them as atheism as being 25 years behind? Which would tank your political career first, <laughs> being trans or being an atheist? Which of the many ways wouldn't you get elected? Uh, funny. <laughs> so I did a an hour long presentation at the Central Florida Free Thought community a few months ago on Project Blitz, which is this push to install Christian nationalism into our government through state legislatures. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we, yay. And, uh, and, you know, we sort of talked um, 
about that. But one of the jokes that I made was, you know, I, I was trying to be inspiring. And I said, you know, look, look, run for office, run for a local office, because we had been talking about we have a, a representative here in Florida, uh, Kimberly Daniels, who is a Democrat, oddly enough. But she runs a side hustle ministry where she does like uh, demonic. She calls herself the demon buster. Oh, right? God. Oh, yeah. So speaking in tongues and demonic possession and uh, prosperity gospel because oh. mama needs money. God. And all of this stuff is just kind of the norm. And uh, she's in Jacksonville area. She filed the uh, In God We Trust on our schools bill that has been flying around the nation. She filed a bill that would basically reinforce rights that students already have, right? That you can like pray. Uh, yeah, putting prayer back in schools when it never fucking left. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and there was one other. Oh, the and then this year she filed the uh, a bill that would require all high schools, public high schools, to offer a class on the Old Testament of the Bible and the New Testament of the Bible. And somehow this was supposed to be a secular uh, course on the study of scripture. Um, so she's toxic. And I was saying like, look, she ran for office and won. Mm -hmm. Then she ran for reelection and she won her primary race by like 1500, 2500 votes. Not, not a ton. Uh, and then ran unopposed in the general election okay. and they reelected her, of course. Mm -hmm. So like if crazy demon buster lady <laughs> can get elected, you can too, like, yeah. well, just run for run for something. And so then I made the joke, like, you know, I've thought about running for a, a local office in the county that I'm in. It's very red and very redneck, rural, uh, very Christian uh, trans person running for office here. Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> Is Florida election law uh, would would it allow you to run as a Republican? <laughs> I think that would <laughs> no, be so great. <laughs> I think I would just have to change my party affiliation, right? And then Oh my god, could you could your hand physically do the the change like write the paperwork or whatever needed to I feel like your hand no. just might shake and explode if you tried I to I don't think so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Don't think I could bring myself to do it. Um so so sort of the state of atheism in America today. And and let me maybe step back a minute and say for you know, we want to define our terms. And when we're in conversation with people, I like to let people define their own terms, right? So if I'm talking to a Christian, they say, I'm a Christian. I immediately get an image of, in my mind of what that means. Mm -hmm. And I'm usually wrong. <laughs> hmm? So tell me what being Christian means to you, right? So what being an atheist means to me is uh, atheism is uh, the rejection of a God belief. Right. It's a lack of a belief. It doesn't tell you anything else about me. It just says on the question of of every God that has ever been suggested by humanity. I don't see the evidence for it and therefore I don't believe. Slight sidebar into agnosticism. Um, if you want to be the pedantic type. Oh, we do. Uh, we actually <laughs> talked about this, the difference between the two. So I'm happy yeah, you're going into we this. Talk about, we talk about uh, it. The theism is about belief where Gnosticism is about knowledge. Um, and so if you're talking about it philosophically, I'm an agnostic atheist. I do not have knowledge that there is a God. I don't have knowledge that there's not a God. Um, but on the lack of evidence, I do not believe. I can't bring myself to believe in that God. So I'm an agnostic. 
some people will use the term agnostic just you know as sort of as as its own label as a uh separate than atheist i'm not atheist i'm agnostic yeah yeah and if you probe through a little bit and poke uh get the question questions in there odds are they they're atheists so um, is it and then people people also say agnostic when they really just mean ambivalent right well that's like, what and then yeah. it's interesting you mentioned that what was the word that you used ap yes. yeah yeah. <laughs> which is interesting like that's what i think a lot of people think of when they're saying agnostic which including me when i said i was agnostic that was just mm -hmm. like uh, you know right yeah so so what what would it just to help me understand what is an agnostic theist you don't claim to have knowledge of god but you believe oh, okay so like it's Okay, you said okay. Now the what you're saying is thinking knowledge versus belief. I can believe whatever yep. the fuck I want, right? Uh, I see no evidence of things, but I but I believe that unicorns ride on stacks of ten and make honking noises with their mouths. So I can believe that all I want. <laughs> sure, that's yeah. my religion. Just so you know, it's right. called unicornism. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> where, where do I sign up for that? I know it's lovely. Um. Wait, Mike. Does that be money? Because that's that's a hard. Ah, uh, that's fine. Well, <laughs> I I would love to get into the like telling people that they can get to heaven if they send me money. I mean, that's a pretty good yeah. high profit margin business, <laughs> right? And you would think like that's just the most obvious huckster scam, yeah. yep. like uh, of all time that you should anybody should be rational enough to see right through that, and yet. The same little old ladies that give their uh, their heart, their all of their savings to mm -hmm. QVC in the middle of the night are also throwing their money at Pat Robertson and these crazy televangelist people that are, you know, selling coins with Trump and Cyrus on it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so anyway, sorry, but the state no, of I, atheism. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we, took a, we went off track I'm, a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I do that. <laughs> so we we have an issue now. It, when we formed the our atheist uh, organization, so we just formed a, a nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit here. It's called the Atheist Community of Polk County, um, and and so we're trying to build that community for for people of like mindedness to come to and be able to hang out together. And we bring in a speaker every month uh, at our meeting to you know educate ourselves, and then we do like park and roadway cleanups, and we're going to get involved with um, a charity that that helps homeless and in transition students in our in our county in our county schools and so when we we started getting into that the local newspaper reached out and said hey we'd love to do a story on you and uh and we were like great oh god <laughs> <laughs> because i've seen uh the people in the comments section on their facebook yeah. and i and so we kind of knew what to expect and so you know there's this idea out there again right? Letting people define their own terms. There's this idea out there that, you know, atheists are, are immoral baby eaters that, you know, we have these blood sacrifice rituals and all kinds of crazy nonsense. Um, that's obviously none of it true. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we do have uh, a morality. We just don't necessarily believe that, that it's di dictated by the divine. And we have various ways of sort of defining that and getting to it but so there's there's still this stigma out there in the the general populace and religion teaches it right it's it, back to the bible read the book it tells you how terrible atheists are hmm. uh, and so one of the things that we're trying to do is 
is doing those things out in the community to sort of help change the perception of what an atheist is, you know, by being uh, good, good neighbors and good citizens and stewards of our, our communities. And so there's there's that component of it that we sort of have to change. It's one of those things where, like, if you get to know someone first and then you find out the other thing about them, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's what I said earlier about, oh, can you believe that uh, Josh Josh is gay? Can you believe it? He was he's such a good kid, <laughs> right? So you have this perception and then a uh, new uh, variable is introduced and the cognitive dissonance sets in. So if you're an atheist uh, and and you're not out, and it's not something we just wander around screaming to everybody, hi, I'm yeah. Sarah, I'm an atheist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> then again, if you told me you did that, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. I'm just going to say <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of wear shirts and stuff. Okay, but, okay. Uh, but, but, you know, if, yeah, if, you if your neighbor, if you, if your neighbor has, has this idea of you that, you know, I mean, you're, you're the person that they call on when they go on vacation. Hey, can you watch our house and make sure that, you know, everything's cool and nobody's uh, breaking in and, and whatever. And, uh, you, Oh, uh, can I borrow your ladder and, uh, that sort of stuff. And, and you have a good relationship, a good, you know, sort of neighborly relationship with people. Uh, and then invariably depending on, and this is very geographic, but, uh, a lot of times when you move into a new neighborhood, you get the, well, welcome to the neighborhood where y'all go to church. Yep, where do you go to church? Yep. <laughs> where do you go to church? And, uh, you know, you play that off as like, ah, you know, well, we're just kind of feeling things out and haven't really found a, a, a you know, not, not really sure what we're doing yet. Right. But, but eventually if you've built up that relationship and then they say, Hey, you should come to church with us sometime. And you go, ah, you know, I really just, I don't believe in that. Um, it's good, good for you that, that you enjoy that, but I'm, I'm just not interested then they have that sort of similar cognitive dissonance of like, wait a minute, you're, and you don't even have to use the word atheist. They'll get it. Mm -hmm. uh, you're an atheist. Uh, you were such a, you're such a nice person. And so then it forces them to sort of rethink what their opinion of, uh, what their understanding of an atheist is. So that's one thing that we have going on is just sort of that uh, grassroots interpersonal understanding of, of what an atheist is. And I've been working really hard with our group um, and we're new and it's on Facebook. And, you know, so that's where discourse goes to die on the internet. Right. <laughs> and so we've had a couple of people come into the group and then like rage quit because they got dogpiled. One, one person came in and they were a uh, MAGA hat wearing mm -hmm. Trump supporter. And they believe that life begins at conception and uh and abortion is murder and there's a technique called street epistemology that i love and it's i've never it's, heard of that it's from a book by peter bogosian called a manual for creating atheists and don't let the title turn you off <laughs> it's really just a a conversational method where a person makes a claim and then you sort of gently test that claim by asking questions, right? Because we know that there's psychologically, there's a thing called the backfire effect, where if you say uh, abortion is murder and I go, but here's all these studies mm -hmm. here. Look at my evidence. Mm -hmm. I have research. Um, what that generally does is, is it sends the other person deeper and in, rooted into their into their belief rather than getting them to open up and, you know, be willing to take in your new evidence. Mm hmm. 
And so this is a this is a method of of Socratic questioning where you just you know so you know what's the what's the most important thing you know what's the most important reason why you believe what you believe and when you when you play that out in the in the God belief uh, sort of tract you get you know some standard answers but what it really usually comes down to is faith and so then it's it becomes a way to test whether faith is a reliable method for knowing truth. Hmm. And there's a couple of techniques that come along with that. Uh, the outsider test for faith, right? You Usually you'll get, oh, well, you know, I was raised in it. Okay? If you hadn't been raised in it, would you still be a, a Christian today? Hmm. Oh, probably not. Okay, well, that maybe that's not your primary reason for believing. Uh, what else? Right? And so then you kind of go down... Uh, this series of, of questioning and you'll get well, uh, the Bible and I believe the Bible and well what if you found out that the Bible wasn't necessarily reliable would that change your your belief in God nope I would still I would definitely still believe well we haven't found the main reason yet mm. and so you kind of keep digging and and get down to the main reason and a lot of times it comes to faith and then the question becomes if I were to sit down with a Muslim and a Hindu and a Christian, and an atheist. And, and you're, you're the Christian. And you were raised in the belief. You have a, a, a book that teaches you uh, all about the things that you believe. Maybe you've had personal experiences that you attribute to this God. Next to you is sitting uh, the Muslim who grew up in the Middle East and was largely raised in the belief, was taught at a very young age by their parents, just like you. And they have a book. That teaches them about their belief, their faith, just like you. And they've probably had some uh, personal experience that they couldn't explain that they attribute to Allah. And they believe that Muhammad flew to heaven on a winged horse. Like, there, you have so many, it shows that you have so many parallels between all of these different religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. And they're all using methods that are not necessarily reliable. And so the question then becomes the Christian, the Muslim, the Hindu, you all have uh, a belief and you're using similar means to get to your belief, largely faith. How can we tell which one of you is right? Mm -hmm. How can we tell which one of you is more correct? Is it possible that you're all right? And most people will say no. Some, some people do believe that, that God is all of these gods. Uh, but most people will say no. Is it possible that you're all wrong? I can't that imagine is, that being a... <laughs> E easy question to for a lot of people to yeah. handle but you you know you sort of and, and this these happen on the street like people go out with gopros and youtube stuff and uh and make these videos but it, it can also just happen organically with the people that you know once you sort of learn the que the questioning technique hmm. um and and you never like you try to stay neutral you don't want to really like this is my position i'm not going to tell you what to believe um, I'm just, I just want to understand why you believe what you believe. Well, some, that, that reminds me of something. One of the most interesting things I heard is someone saying like most religious people are also atheists because you believe in your own God. Like you may believe in Jesus, but you don't believe in about a hundred other gods out there. Yeah. And right? like that, 3000 in history. Really? Yeah. Like that includes like Zeus and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're like yeah. a ton of gods out there and you believe in one and not yeah, 2,999. Yeah. I just don't believe in 3,000 of them. Right. So, so, so there's this social thing, 
as is my point i guess is the the sort of you know this the grassroots people that you know the people that you interact with and mm -hmm. and having those sort of interactions to to help change things and and that helps the bigger problem which is right now the evangelicals are trying to ram their beliefs up our ass <laughs> at every state legislature and some in the federal um, and so I mentioned Project Blitz. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have talked about that, but it's a 140-some page document that uh, that was made by the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, Incorporated. And the idea was they could just hand this to legislators, uh, and it's ready-to-file legislation, pre-written uh, legislation that they can just sign their name on the bottom and, and file into the legislature. Mm -hmm. And it's things all the way from uh, and on purpose in sort of this order there's three different tiers of legislation that they're pushing the first tier is sort of they think uh, it'll be easily passed because it's it's not really controversial and that's things like putting in god we trust on our schools and i mean it's just it's the national motto what's wrong with in god we trust and then out of one side of their mouth if you're in court, they'll tell you, well, that's ceremonial deism. We're not really talking about, you know, quote unquote, God or any specific God. Uh, that's, you know, just it, just a generic thing. It's it's ceremony. It's it's just been that way for years mm -hmm. uh, as if tradition makes uh, something right. <laughs> and then uh, out of the other side of their mouth on Sunday, they'll tell you that that means my Christian God of the Bible <laughs> and, uh, and God I trust in this country would be going to hell for, yeah. for God. Yeah. That's why it's going to hell, because all these faggots and atheists like <laughs> yeah. those are the people. Right. And they're the ones that keep electing these asshats who will go into the legislature and happily file this document that. Again, the, the first level is sort of benign they think will will easily pass and then the next level gets a little more nefarious and then like the end of that road is stuff that we've that we've been seeing i mean they're already pushing this stuff it's handmaid's um, tale the end of that story is handmaid's tale yeah you're absolutely right gideon yeah. let's do it yes uh if you're if you were running a uh, um a homeless shelter you can refuse service to people based on your deeply held religious beliefs if you run an adoption agency you don't have to adopt out to gay people or non-Christians if you don't want, because we respect your deeply held religious belief. Mike, did and, you mean Gilead, not Gideon? Gilead, yeah. There you go. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> You're on it. I don't know what either of those mean. That. that correction means nothing to me. I only know it because it's the same brand as prep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Every prep pill says Gilead on it, which is <laughs> ominous. Yeah. Yeah. That's special, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's crazy is when you poll Americans, generally speaking, the public does not support these initiatives, but there's uh, money behind it. And people are apparently willing to vote for the people who will, you know, move this legislation forward and, and support these efforts to, uh, to roll back our rights and, yeah. and prevent new rights and, uh, and it's just, it's awful. And we're, we're all sort of here picking up the chips. Like what the hell do we do now? Hmm. I will share one of the, the things that we're really focusing on in our atheist group. And it helps that I'm trans, uh, to, to kind of tie this message together is that American atheists, it's the national organization. They have sort of 
I don't know where this if this saying came from them or if they uh, popularized it, but there's there's a saying when equality is under attack, atheists show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the idea is, you know, obviously not all atheists are queer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so the question becomes, what is an atheist issue? Right. We established that uh, atheism is just I don't believe your claim. Um, and I think most of us, some people don't want to claim the atheist label. A lot of people are, are moving towards humanism. Secular um, humanism. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that tells you a little bit, that tells you more about what I do believe in, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where atheism is just the answer to one question. So, uh, you know, I think there's sort of a movement away from the label atheist. We, we as a group claimed it in the way that all minor, all minority groups, all marginalized groups have uh, often claimed words that had been used against us, yeah. right? Uh, I can say tranny, but you can't. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the do you okay? Sorry, this has, has reclaimed words like the gay community has reclaimed words like. Do you, and I think the atheist community is doing that too. Oh, sorry. I'm just really. I've never okay. thought about this. I'm curious. Like I use the word faggot all the time. I love it. It's fun for me to say, but but other people can't say it. Do you use the right. t word yourself? for fun or shock value or anything um very rarely it doesn't very rare. it, my perception oh, was it's was, different than like the n-word that or or faggot that like it doesn't feel like a word yet everyone's like run around saying like right right i was at lunch one time with a girlfriend uh one of the lesbians that i worked with at disney we were at lunch one day and i she said something and i was like uh i was like oh i'm a tranny i whatever and she was like <laughs> Sarah, you can't. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I can say that. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Can say that. <laughs> it's okay for me. Yeah. I wanted to. You're talking about a lot of like really great info about like kind of atheism in the state of where it's at and what, especially your groups are working on. I want to share, if this is a good time, some data that I have. You're like attempted a sexy voice when you're about to talk about data is just, it's fantastic. I gotta sex it up. <laughs> Every third word, I'm just gonna say like anal sex and then that'll keep people's attention. It's gonna be there, like percentage. There is of- a nerd out there listening right now that just went, <sighs> data. <laughs> data. Um, well, one more. thing, <laughs> well, uh, I mean, when you were, you said, you know, what is an atheist belief, which uh, that, in my mind, brought up. I uh, looked at some data. I have a few different studies, but one is from the P- from Pew. Um, pew 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 pew. And they, it is from a study from a date for sure. They definitely did it on a date. Mm-hmm. Um, and the study says that ninety two percent of atheists strongly favor or favor same sex marriage. So, like, that's at least. LGB, LGB, mm-hmm. some T, uh, rights that like compared to other groups, other religions, religions range from mostly in the, in America, accept, uh, and want and support, uh, non-discrimination. And, but that can range from in support, you know, 50 to 70% or whatever, but 92% of atheists, <laughs> we don't discriminate. You can go to any Jesus church you want exactly. to, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like overwhelmingly atheists are supportive supporting same-sex marriage and that to me already says like that that seems like then a a strong atheist belief and a reason why lgbt people might be atheists 
if I can interrupt you. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to get you off your data. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll get back I, to data. Don't worry. I think uh, I think that speaks to the when equalities under attack atheists mm -hmm. show up. Um, yeah. When we talk about what is an atheist issue, and I I've presented this uh, to our group, we think of church-state separation stuff, right? Ten Commandments, monuments on the Capitol lawn. That's an atheist issue. Uh, the in God we trust stuff. That's an atheist issue. Uh, prayer before government meetings. That sort of stuff. But what about LGBT rights? What about uh, women's reproductive rights? What about death with dignity? Yeah. yeah. Are those atheist issues? And and the easy answer is if you care about it and you're an atheist, it's an atheist issue. But the question is, who's behind it? Where does the opposition come from? And so. Who has been against gay marriage? Yep. Who's against the trans community? Yep. Who is it that's that's trying to stop abortions? And my, my grandparents. Is that? What <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is religion. religion. Yeah. If the answer is religion. Then it's an atheist issue, and we should be there because religion is seeking to assert control over a situation where it doesn't belong. Yeah, if you go through the thought exercise of like humans in their natural habitat, whatever the fuck that means, but like pre-civilization, I just had a picture of a zoo. Yeah, <laughs> and, and here we have the humans in their natural habitat. But, but like, if 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 two if two ladies are together banging or two dudes, like, why would what reason would you have to hate them in a purely natural context? Like, you have yeah. to have these sort of overarching patriarchal created nonsense in order to even have the idea that that's bad put a stop to it yeah right yeah. like there's so much yeah. that just come it comes down to jesus like i said i mean not jesus specifically it's religion but i like to shorthand that is just say like because jesus yeah like right. why are you really against abortion because jesus like don't fucking pretend it's any other reason like you maybe you've convinced yourself it's some other reason it's not yeah absolutely yep more numbers I mean, sorry, sex. More numbers. <laughs> this is Kyle, late night Kyle, coming at you with some numbers. Your initial numbers were from a 2014 Pew. Thank you, research Dan. center study. That's very helpful. I was going to send. You this should mix in like some Delilah after dark music. <laughs> Kyle, <doing> numbers. <laughs> some people would care about numbers. Some people would jam out. I like it. Um, um, I said I would tell people about the religious affiliation of LGBT people. Um, so this is from a study. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Kyle. Pew, sh everyone shut up. I say from a Pew research study from- favorite part of the show, by the way. <laughs> okay, no, no. It says down here, 2013 Pew Research Center. Are you turning down my volume, Dan? <laughs> Oh no! You're no, no, no! My my headphones. Uh, oh. one side goes out. Oh, every got once it. In a while I have okay. to like move. The, I thought just I wiggle wires. I thought so I started talking wires. and you were just like turning down slowly my volume. <laughs> if I slowly fade out, that's Dan. Um, oh, there it goes. There it goes. Um, okay, a Pew Research study from 2013. Ha! I know stuff. Is the uh, general public 73% uh, Christian for LGBT people? 42% were Christian. That still blows me away. I, yeah. in, in a bad way. Um, and uh, <laughs> unaffiliated, which in their study, unaffiliated includes atheist slash agnostic or nothing in particular, which I, that's my favorite one. I, I can't, I love, what are you? Nothing in particular. <laughs> I just, that's a fun way to say it. Um, unaffiliated people, uh, for the general public, it's 20%. 
Um, and for LGBT people, it's 48%. Okay. So, you know, a much higher proportion, uh, uh, unaffiliated is actually, and this is, you know, I'm, I, I'm guessing it's gone even further now, but unaffiliated is the highest category within LGBT people at 48% Christian LGBT people make up 42%. I mean, it's, it's purely anecdotal, right? But I, 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 I don't, I cannot think of a single religious gay person in my life, a LGBT person, a queer person Lies. In, Joseph in, Peter's in, in my, in my life, except for Joseph, oh. who is a fucking priest. Like everybody, everybody else is either in the closet, religiously speaking, <laughs> or, or they're, they're not religious. And granted, like my personal Easter samples, and Easter. Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It seems like one of those things that should be an oxymoron, right? Like. Uh, you think about like gay Republican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Republican National uh, Committee document platform, whatever. Yeah, it says like we believe marriage is one man and one woman, and biblical blah blah blah, and we <laughs> condemn the Obergefell ruling. Yeah. Like, how do you? And and it's crazy because I have acquaintances in the trans circles around here who are Republican and christian or jewish or have have some sort of god belief and it's interesting because one of the things that they also have is uh a lot of privilege yeah Mm -hmm. and and i think there's a uh, not a causation necessarily but a correlation i'm thinking of a couple people specifically who you know when and this is something that i had to deal with when you transition there is a loss of privilege. Hmm. You, you know, I, I was a white dude living in America. Hmm. I had it all. And, and I, and then I gave it all up to be a trans woman. <laughs> and, and I don't necessarily like, I don't know that I could point my finger to like, Oh, this is a specific thing that nah, that's happened that I've noticed, or this is the thing that I lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely feel, uh, differently and to think you know we talked about this when caitlin jenner came out um and she had that garbage show where she had her trotted out her little friends who desperately tried to make her not a trump supporter Um, (laughs) and that's what we saw we saw her still clinging on to that that old white male privilege of uh, of politic yeah and they screamed at her like how can you possibly support these people who are at every turn trying to take your rights away and, and make you less than and marginalize you. And how could you possibly identify with those people? And it's, it's just, I think it's this, this point in between where, uh, where there's still some privilege that has yet to be shed. I'm trying to remember the name of the book. And I'm, I, I thought it was around here, which is why I'm like looking around, like craning my neck, like an idiot, but (laughs) Um, there's there's a book that Bears I read a, a, about about a trans boxer and and he was saying that that he sort of experienced the opposite that he encouraged he 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 gained in privilege because yeah. as a, and and he is very masculine presenting also like but mm-hmm. and, and that 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 has has totally corresponded with uh, people approach him differently and defer to him more and like. But ultimately, we're talking about, you know, so women, if people aren't listening to you in meetings, <laughs> have you considered being transgender? It's great. All of this stuff is about women's role in society. Mm. So much of it is about 
um, uh, you know, this this gen these gendered expectations of, you know, it's uh, Thomas it's a, it's a Th- of women. Thomas Page McBee's book Amateur, and it's about uh, his journey, and not only as a trans person, but then culminating in uh, he's the first trans person to box at Madison Square Garden. Oh wow! <laughs> um, okay, it's, it's it's a cool read. Um, but I, I, there's this list. I think do we talk about this in the in the the top of the show? They're like white, straight, oh, yeah. cisgendered, male, w- Christian, like able-bodied, the, able-bodied. So there's those 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 six things. It's like you know that's the top of the pyramid. And as you pull any of those back, <laughs> you you end up lower on the chain or whatever. Yeah. And we also with Pete Buttigieg is what we were talking yeah. about. He only uh, has one he point like, against him. So <laughs> the rest though is pretty solid. So yeah, Mike, what you said, I'm really curious. You said you were going to say something I didn't like. What What was your oh. thing that I'm not going to like? Okay. So, so um, we haven't had a chance to decompress from this because it's all happened like yesterday and today, but we bought an, uh, so Podbean put us on a blog mm-hmm. that was the, the, you know, podcasts not to miss for pride month or whatever. Yeah, and it was really awesome, and we got a lot of really good response from it just from posting it to our page and and in our own personal uh, social media. And then I bought an ad. I used Facebook's advertising, and I I, I put on it, um, you know, people who watch RuPaul, people who listen to podcasts, people who uh, are support gay pride, and a couple of other things. Not really realizing that that was an or. Any of those things fit. And they were going to get advertised to. So a lot of people who marked on their page that they listened to podcasts saw this ad. Well, you're assuming because you're assuming that it wasn't the RuPaul listener or watchers, I'd... or it wasn't the Gay Pride supporters. That <laughs> right, it had to be the podcasts. Right, these are people, people that listen to their church's podcast. You're right, sure. exactly, exactly. No, exactly. And so yeah. out of out of like we hit 2,500 people over the course of two days, and of that number, about a half a dozen showed up to fucking troll us and talk about how disgusting we are and um that we're deviant that uh one guy uh said that he didn't care if we wanted to fuck a skunk yeah. or or, <laughs> or or our little brother uh, which i loved your response which was like no thanks we'll stick to dudes we'll stick to adult dudes <laughs> which that was great but well, and I, part of what i what, what i know you're gonna hate is you you are personally oh. very disturbed like you're well, you're yeah. very affected by I'm, this I, yeah whole I, thing. In, in general i'm i'm much more sensitive i think than you and you get some kind of weird rage oh, I've, energy I've, I've, that, i feed off of <laughs> i know the... yeah which is different than me because i'm like a people pleaser i want people to be happy and so when people it was an unfortunate reminder it sucks every time i get a reminder that there's still these kind of hateful people out there whom a lot of them used religion yeah. uh, to support their claims or support why they think we're terrible or deviant like it it feels shitty it hurts it, it's something i think about for days if not weeks depending on what it is and yeah. it it makes me feel worse about the world and there's no, and, and I feel like part of me is like, I'm, how can I sit? I'm an adult. I do a gay podcast. So I know these are issues. I know these, I know this is going to happen. I know there are these people out there and still when it happens, it still hurts and it still sucks. And yeah. I almost feel silly that it still does, but I, I'm, I don't have either enough defenses or whatever to kind of just block that out and ignore it, which I wish I could. Well, on this thread, I went toe to toe with this lady named Linda today. I don't know how closely you were following all of this either, but but uh, she had like three or four in a row posts about 
God and y'all need to read your Bible and no, I won't stop commenting. I'll I'll post against homosexuals any chance that I yeah, get. The, the people that hate how much we're shoving it down our their throats are the ones that yeah. are very active. Like, did yeah. you know if you didn't do anything, this would all be over? That's my favorite. That was my favorite thing. It was like, oh, get this off of my damn Facebook. Well, if you'd stop commenting on this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. also, we are not Facebook. We. Right, Facebook right. put this ad. Right. Like you might want to. I think you put a link to Facebook support. I did, <laughs> which is very fair. Yeah, yeah. Talk to them about right. your stupidity. So Linda, I don't know if you're aware, but finally I had had it, and I said like you're hurting people that I care about. You're blocked, and I banned her. Am I the person what? you care about? A little bit. Shut um. up. <laughs> um, I but I banned her, which immediately removed all of her con comments. Yes, and she can't see or post on the on the page anymore. Uh, it, so now all you see on that thread are like my responses to her yeah, and yeah, not yeah. what I was responding to, but that's okay. Did you know that she then tracked us down and left us a voicemail? I saw and I deleted the voicemail. <laughs> she spent a lot of time like, yeah, she's going real far out of her way to find our number, call us wow. and leave. Oh God, are you? I'm going to fucking play it. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I want to hear this. I, I read the transcript from Google. I have not heard it yet, so this will be interesting. Oh. Hey, Gayish Podcast. <clears throat> this is Linda from Facebook. Thanks for deleting me because I appreciate it because you cannot bear to hear the truth. <laughs> and I just, there's there's a lot That's about it? that. That's it. That's it. Then she hung up. <laughs> but I... I don't know whether to be impressed at like her resourcefulness in tracking down that number. I don't know whether to be like, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I can't, I can't even speak to like, why did you do that? What do you think you're, what are you accomplishing by doing that? Yeah. And but to say, to call, to say, thank you for deleting me because you can't handle the truth. Like, I don't, there, that's not even like a cogent thought there. It no. was just had to have the last word. I yeah. think is the is it doesn't go any further than that. So when the uh, the local newspaper ran a story on us, they came out to one of our meetups, and they sort of heard me pitch, like this is what our group is doing. These are the things we're going to do. And so when that story ran, and it ran with with a piece that said, like I again I was talking about when equality is under attack, atheists show up, and mm -hmm. I said you know. The people that that tell me that I'm not a real woman, the people that say you don't you shouldn't be in the women's restroom. That stuff all comes from religion. Mm -hmm. yep. and I expected that to post to their Facebook and for the entire flat earth to explode <laughs> <laughs> with like hateful transphobic shit. Yeah. yeah. And I believe there was only one comment so many more people were were focused on like you atheists and you know your lack of morality and you don't have anything to believe in and like i was really surprised that i didn't get more hate for being trans i was like wait a minute hold on I mean, you're supposed to be mad about this thing too right yeah. thank you like one lady gave me the you know, oh, well, if you have a penis, you should be in the men's room. And so, you know, I countered back with, um, so just exactly how do you determine who does and does not have a penis in the restroom? 
are you checking people at the door? Like, how does how does that work in your life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. What are the rules and regulations we need to set up as a society to make that happen? Right. Because you're not thinking through your argument. What you've just said is a post-op trans person is fine. Mm-hmm. They can come in my restroom because they don't have a penis. So apparently having a penis makes you a predator. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, like, there, there's some other things wrapped up in that too, right? Like, like, uh, uh, unfortunately, it means you're under scrutiny if you don't pass well, which should not yeah. be part of the barometer here. Yeah. There's which like, what I've seen from like cis people that have gotten attacked in the restroom because they cisgender don't people present, who like, don't present <laughs> and yep. and end up getting harassed. Like, mm-hmm. just calm down and poop. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep is that the like the British keep calm and poop? Yeah. <laughs> keep calm and poop on. <laughs> <laughs> last word on atheism? Oh. Okay, so here's my last word on atheism then. Okay. We've been all over the place, so I'm okay. Yeah. We really have. We really have. I want to make an appeal to to atheists, to to the queer community, to queer atheists, to religious <laughs> queer people. Um we have to form alliances because we need each other. Like at the end of the day, um, all of these things that we're fighting for, you know, to retain the right to marry, to, uh, to prevent the loss of, you know, this uh, trying to make it so that gay people can't adopt all of these things that are, that are being pushed right now. We, the gay community, we, the queer community, we can't do it alone. We need allies, and I think the atheist community and the queer community are are, are a perfect fit for allyship. So, yep. Yep. you know, if you have an opportunity to, you know, to work towards bringing those groups together, to bringing individuals in those groups together, to sort of build a coalition that can work together uh, to protect equality, to advance equality, then I think that's what we need to do. And that's the last word on atheism. I agree. I love it. That's a, that sounds like a different segment, like a. Well, yeah, there, there definitely like was like a, and that's the and truth. The, and <laughs> the, oh God, it was a radio. Was it radio? Um, and that's the other. Oh God, what was that? And now you know the rest of the yes, story, Paul Harvey. It. Yes, Paul Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, new segment alert. <laughs> Um, should we, um, should we, should we take a break? Yeah. Let's, we're we're going to take a break. Let's it, take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Um. Are we back? Yeah. Uh, we're oh, back. We're back. <laughs> I love <laughs> That's my favorite That's thing. I love that. Um, Mike, now you know how I feel when sometimes we're back and you. You didn't know that we are. I, well, I didn't know. Oh. Yeah. And then suddenly we are. Yeah. We're soups back. Uh, We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, <laughs> but first, Sarah Austin, where can people find out shit about you and what you're doing? All right. If you want to uh, listen to the Sarah Talk podcast, we're on all of your favorite uh, Apple, Google, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, all the the podcast things under Sarah Talk podcast. You can go to saratalk.com. I spell Sarah properly. So it's S A R A H. Uh, <laughs> saratalk.com. Um, if you're interested in atheisty things uh, or you happen to be listening from uh, middle of nowhere, Polk County, Florida, uh, Polk 
Atheists.org is the organization, the nonprofit organization that we recently formed for uh, atheist community and activism. And we're on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the, all the things that Kyle can never remember to say. <laughs> all the stuff. And I'll, and I'll add in a couple things. Well, one, on uh, your show, we have made a guest appearance. So you can go back and listen to us talking to you on your show if you want a good intro episode. Yep. And uh, also, we are both doing uh, Pride 48. You actually introduced us to Pride 48, which now we've been doing. So we really appreciate that. Um, I love that uh, that our time slot is right before yours. I was going to say I that. Love yes. That I get to introduce your. To I know. Oh my gosh! Are you going to do like? And now here's Jay Leno. Like, are you doing that kind of like <laughs> thing into well, us? I have jokes. I got things oh, planned. My oh my gosh. Yay. I'm so okay. So on Saturday, June twenty second, um, there is the Pride forty eight live streaming event where a ton of podcasts each have an hour slot all through Pride, so you can listen to lots of gay shit. Sarah will be going at eight PM Eastern, five PM Pacific, and then we're right after her at uh, nine PM Eastern, six PM Pacific. So you can your mic no that's right i was just doing math in my head you're good okay you're good yeah i can subtract by three cool uh you can get all of the information about the live stream and how to listen at pride48.com totes um our website is gayishpodcast.com we're also on the internet at all the social media stuff (laughs) at gayish podcast or slash gayish podcast it's twitter facebook uh instagram youtube and, and Facebook. And Facebook. De- you, you said that. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely Facebook. We need a little bit of Facebook love, right? I personally need some Facebook love. Uh, our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails about God. It's 5855-GAYISH. <laughs> That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. And our email address is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. So, gayest and straightest, uh, Sarah... Yes. As our guest, would you like to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, it's June. Everything's gay right now. <laughs> I so, Happy uh, Pride. Shit's so gay. <laughs> Happy Pride. Happy Pride. So over over the weekend, we were at Transpire, which is the, the transgender conference in Orlando. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We had a welcome party on Friday night. There was a whole three different rooms running speakers, um, all from like, parenting trans kids to uh, things in legislation to non-binary issues to trans men health like all different sorts of uh, uh, panels and speakers and then Saturday night we had a, a, a really fun dinner and then Sunday morning we had uh, breakfast with the speakers it was just a, a great weekend of being able to sort of get together with other trans and gender non-conforming people and the best thing about that was how awesome the hotel was at the breakfast one of the hotel like managers came in and and was like you know hey we you know i just wanted to thank you guys for coming here and choosing to have your conference at our hotel and i hope that you you know that you had a great time and you like you touched us with your stories and with your uh, you know the just the love and acceptance that you and i was like oh my god that's great like this hotel is going to want to have us back next year. That's sweet. And, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. So there, right. So there's that this coming weekend, we have our, our local pride, uh, at P- Polk pride is in Lakeland, Florida, and we'll be tabling there. Uh, and then the, uh, the pride 48 live stream. So that's, it's just gay, 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 gay. <laughs> <laughs> so much gay. 
and then my straightest. Uh, so you know, we talked about the the Jeep accident. Yeah, back in December, that totaled my Jeep, and uh, I had we had been sharing the mom van for months. <laughs> well, finally, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got my new Jeep, Yay. and it, it's a Rubicon, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I got all the upgrades, like the stuff that I. Like when I got the, uh, the and the other Jeep was only five years old. It wasn't like it was an old Jeep. Um, but uh, after I got it, I immediately was like, oh, man, I should have gotten like the Bluetooth package and the navigation <laughs> thing and all these things I should have gotten. Well, I got it in this one. I did all the upgrades and I'm, I'm really glad that I did. But like talking about how great my car is. Sure <laughs> the greatest thing going on in my life right now. But it's slightly gay because uh, it's mojito green. Ooh. Beautiful. Hey. It's a coral code. It's like Kermit the Frog green. <laughs> I love it. This is gorgeous. Um, I we didn't ask you to prepare any of this. And uh would you is there a transist thing that you have this week? <laughs> is that a thing? Are there these kind of trans stereotypes just like gay stereotypes? I went to the women's restroom at this conference. I couldn't tell you how many times. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, you know, like again, like there's another example of you know the acceptance that yeah, like we obviously we weren't the only people at this hotel, yeah, uh, but yeah. it was swarming with trans people, and it was not an issue, not a big deal. Oh, like, it's just it's refreshing. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. My, I'm gonna go. My, uh, because uh, I already teased it to the Facebook group. My straightest thing is uh, my dad came to visit me and we, one of the things we did is we went axe throwing. So the fact that that's an option. Is just really I was going to comment back on that <laughs> the video of uh, the, I can't remember it. Somebody was throwing an axe and it like bounced back. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. I, I have gonna, seen that. I was going to post that in the comments. I have seen that. It's terrifying. This place, luckily, I think the ground in that video is like rubberish. So this, the ground is like sawdust. And like, so it, it's bounced back. It bounced back once when my dad threw it, but it like hit the ground and stayed on the ground where the, like, uh, you know, in okay. the video, it like bounced back at, at a person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like right back at their head. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to see that you still have all of your. Everything I need is still attached arm. to yeah. whatever it needs to be. <laughs> um, that felt, I, and I, yeah, I feel like if someone in like rural America were like, oh my God, you paid money to go throw an ax at a wooden plank. They'd be like, we do that for free. <laughs> That's just but, called Tuesday. Yeah, here. I know. I know. But um, I felt super butch. Although then again, I got some comments that were like, maybe, oh, from you, Mike. Uh, that maybe the gayest thing is my reaction to it. Mm -hmm. um, the when I when I actually threw two axes and they both stuck in the wall or whatever because that's difficult to do. My face was just gay happiness. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. Um, so that's my that's my gayest thing. Uh, so the gayest thing about me this week, uh, one of those fucking idiot asshole bigot faces that was on our Facebook ad. Uh, I was I was talking to 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 this person and they were bitching about all of the tax dollars that go to gay shit and i was firing back about all of the tax money of mine that goes to shit that i don't care about like sports ball mm -hmm. and somebody <laughs> pointed out like calling it sports balls pretty <laughs> pretty pretty gay yeah. um i stand by that though i support mm -hmm. you um and then the straightest thing about me this week uh one ball dan is turning 40 coming up here in september and he's on the early days of the podcast yeah i have agreed to go to his 40th birthday but that is going to include golf 
and a Seahawks game. Mm. So signing up for that shit's the straightest <laughs> thing on my list for sure. God, golf. You, how, that's okay. Yeah, you'll have to tell us about how that goes mm-hmm. and if mm. you win or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it a special special thank you to Sarah Austin for being on the show today thank you so much for joining us my pleasure anytime thanks for having me yeah and thanks to Pete judge for no reason <laughs> <laughs> or did you have a reason did he do something special to you or okay no okay I, would I go there yeah would, would bang you would bang him yeah okay great yeah uh, um yeah Okay, sorry, what? <laughs> no, um, this has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.